Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Did you know that relaxation is all in your mind? That's right. By applying various techniques of mindfulness, you can practice relaxation anywhere and anytime, whether it's at home, work, or at play. Welcome to Come Back to Your Senses Radio with host Leah Brenda Smith. Our program is all about recovering your common sense. If you'd like to call into our program today, use our toll-free number 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. If you'd rather send an email, the address is leah at comebacktoyoursenses.com. Now, here's health and wellness specialist, Leah Brenda Smith. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Come Back to Your Senses Radio on Voice America Variety and Project Freedom Radio Network. So pleased to be here today. And if you're looking for me on the net, you can find me at leahbrendasmith.com or on Facebook at Come Back to Your Senses Radio or Leah Brenda Smith. And today we're talking about relaxing and enjoying life. Sometimes we might uh, forget that that's really what life is about. The whole opportunity to relax and enjoy life is something really that's there in every moment for us. Yet we tend to uh, think about it, relaxing and, and enjoying as things that we do at some other time or something we need to set aside time to do. So today I'm going to offer some suggestions of ways that we can have an eye, just have a sense of incorporating the whole idea of relaxation and enjoyment into everything that we do, not something that we need to save. You know, every day, every day when you wake up, you have the energy and the creative force through your choices, you know, of what what you will do and what you think of throughout the day. And everyone has the potential really to change the what we might consider the worst situations, into the best situations. You know, it's often been said that attitude is everything. And we've heard also that energy goes or energy flows wherever your attention is. And really, if you were to ponder the notion for a few moments, it would be clear to you that this is true. Whatever you have as a focus in your mind, is where your attention is, it's where your energy is, it's what determines your, your body posture, or your pose, even if you like, in your body. Here's a little um, saying from Eleanor Roosevelt. She said, the purpose of life is to live it, to taste experience to the utmost, to reach out eagerly and without fear, 
or newer and richer experience. I like that. And so really we're focusing on the awareness that your thoughts and your attitude have the greatest influence on your life experience. You know, we're so used to focusing on the content of what's happening in life. We focus on the events. That often we overlook the idea that it's not what happens in life that determines your reality. But it's how you respond to what happens in life that determines your reality. I'll just give you a little example of something that happened to me last week, which really is the event that inspired the topic for today's show. You know, just before I actually went on the air last week, I was speaking with uh, my technician, Roland, and he and I, I said to him, you know, if you ever wanted to make a suggestion of uh, a, a topic you'd like to hear me discuss, and nothing came to mind at, at the time, and then I went online and did the show, and just before I went off the air last week, I inadvertently placed a piece of paper right over the flame of the vanilla candle that was lit on my desk. Now, I was really surprised to see the flames rising from the piece of paper as it kind of the flame, you know, made a hole right through the the top uh, portion of the paper. And I just kept talking and finishing up the show and I just folded the top of the paper into a triangle and laid the paper on the desk and then patted out the flames. And I just kept going and the whole thing was really in, in I didn't miss a, a step so to speak and when I finished the show and was off the air and I uh, told Roland what had happened um, we started talking about it and he said that he was very surprised he commented that there was no indication in my voice or no change in my energy that even though I was dealing with this paper in flames that I, I continued to come across as relaxed as I had been throughout the, the whole show. And I, I, it, at the time, it occurred to me that, you know, the, the, why I was able to do that was because that I remained level-headed. I didn't panic. You know, I was able to put the flame out before the situation got out of hand. And I realized that if I would have panicked that likely the other papers that were on my desk could have gone up in flames too, which really would have created a bigger situation. And in that moment, I imagined, you know, well, Roland and I were talking, I imagined the numbers of times that small issues really get out of control and sometimes become emergencies because someone panics or because of the attitude, the way that the person reacts to the situation. And that it is the attitude that has the biggest impact on how you respond to your life and to your experiences. So that's my little story about what inspired the, um, the show topic for today. As Roland said to me, well, that would make a great show. So that's what we're doing today. Tips on how to really increase your relaxation and enjoyment of life. And knowing that a key, a key component of this is... What do you have going on in your mind? What is your attitude? You know, we all get stuck sometimes in that uh, production mode, if you like. 
And we're not necessarily aware of unconscious concerns that we might be carrying inside of ourselves from childhood. And then some of us are stingy when it comes to enjoying ourselves and that we feel that we need to be doing something all of the time. And sometimes we're dealing with relationship difficulties or health issues or money concerns. And these are common experiences that people would report and say really affect their ability to relax and enjoy themselves. And we've all experienced some of this from time to time. And really what I've experienced in life is that from, from my own experiences and witnessing and sharing with other people is that oftentimes the missing link in the situations is really your own presence. You know, your own state of mind, your own attitude. Because that focus in your mind is always going to determine your level of relaxation. And your level of relaxation is a pretty well a, a straight line, a beeline. It really matches your level of enjoyment. So it's good, really, to realize that this is true regardless of the life circumstances. This is true regardless of the activity that you're involved in. So what you're experiencing is not really about the activity or the circumstance, it's really about what's going on in your mind. You know, we've been brainwashed to lesser and greater degrees into thinking that relaxation and enjoyment are associated with um, activities that are uh, just recreation and leisure activities. And then also, you've heard it, I've heard it, we've all heard it. Many people report that they are so busy doing the tasks of life that they don't have time, or they don't take the time, or they can't see the possibility of having the time to engage in activities that would naturally produce a relaxation response. So, you know, I, I really see that... It's good practice to, you've heard me mention this before, it's good practice really to take, kind of take some inventory from time to time. And in this case, I'm encouraging you to take stock of the different areas of your life as a way of checking in and seeing how are you really doing with your goals and, and the direction that you're moving in. You know, and you may want to look specifically at different areas so this can help you determine which aspect of your life may need your attention. And those areas, if you were to bring the extra attention and focus to that, you could find that getting those areas that are maybe lacking behind, um, going more in the direction that you're looking for, could really increase your ability to relax and enjoy yourself. And... You also may find that you're overachieving in one or more areas, and then that extra energy that you're focusing could be better served if you focused on another area of your life. Or you may find that a couple of areas are really needing your attention, and that's really what's contributing to your stress or your inability to simply relax and enjoy yourself. 
So I encourage you really to take some time and really look at, you know, look at the different areas of your life, like relationships. Look at your current relationships, your friendships, your family relationships, just overall, how are you doing in your relationships? Does that area of your life really need some focus and care and attention right now? And do the same thing with your career. You know, where are you now? Are you achieving your goals? Is, are things on a, uh, on a, in a good flow in terms of your career? And then your finances. And recognizing that it's not about the amount of money that you have that makes the difference with your finances. It's more how you manage the amount of money that you have, not the amount that you have. And in your relationship to your own spirituality, really, what does this mean for you? Are you comfortable with your, with your faith? And in health and fitness, in terms of are you having a balanced experience with rest and exercise, diet, cleansing, your overall well-being? And recreation. What are you doing to restore and replenish yourself? In education, whether it's academic education, self-help education, or just your general learning curve from your experiences of life. And then in community. You know, what, what, are, what are your natural communities and are you involved? Do you participate in community? And I just recently did a little exercise like this in a coaching program, um, and I found it really, it's a really useful tool, because it can help you kind of shift your equation around, if you like, of where are you putting your energy, where are you spending your energy, and where, where really do you need to put your focus, what areas of your life are really calling to you that can be directly linked to your experience of really being able to just relax and enjoy yourself. So I encourage you to um, take some time, take, make some time to take the time to just go through that and, and take some inventory for yourself. You know, we've, we've been misled into thinking that when good things happen in life, it must mean that we're good. And when bad things happen in life, that, oh, it must mean that we're bad. We, we tend to rejoice when life is flowing and good, and then we tend to blame ourselves and feel guilty when we feel challenged or when, or when, when bad things happen or what we would label as bad things. I really want to remind you that all of your life experiences really are for your highest good. All of them. Everything that happens to you, it happens really for the evolution of your soul. It's not really about good things and bad things. It's all life experience. Sometimes we're learning and growing through a cycle that is easy and fun and enjoyable and there's lots of connectivity and energy and other times we're growing through cycles where things are a little more difficult it's like climbing the mountains and walking on the flat plains one is not better than the other they're just both there they're both 
part of the experience of the journey. And all of the experiences are there for our highest good. And everything that happens, happens for the evolution of your soul. There's a little uh, process that can help you to really get the feel for what I'm talking about. And it's a little writing exercise that I was introduced to by Nancy Levin from Hay House. She shared this in a journaling workshop that I attended. And really, for this exercise, you start with the premise that everything that's happened to you has happened for the evolution of your soul. And it, you know, whatever amount of time you're willing to give to the, to the exercise is great. And it's something you can do from time to time. When you kind of lose sight of the idea that all your experiences are there for you, that they're happening for you, for your own growth and your own evolution. You know, you could take five minutes, ten minutes, or you could settle into it and, and sit and ride for a half an hour. Whatever's going to work for you. So what you want to do is to, with that premise that everything that happens, happens for the evolution of your soul, you want to write about the gifts that you're able to see that have come to you as a result of the life experiences that you have. You know, what has come to you from these experiences that you've had? Whether they are, as you say, the good experiences or what you might label the bad experiences. Sometimes our greatest teacher is through those experiences of adversity. You know, the, the, the process and the exercise can reveal that to you, really, to recognize that contribution that adversity has made to your life. You know, you may be able to see how your most challenging experiences can have a positive influence on the way that you relate to yourself and relate to others. And the learning from these experiences can be really just wonderful stepping stones to our growth and to our development. And I encourage you really to take the time to focus on this little exercise. It can have a very positive influence on the way that you react or respond to your life experiences. And it's especially those experiences that come along in life that seem to be more challenging to endure. like this little little saying here from Rainer uh, Reich that says, let everything happen to you, beauty and terror, and just keep going. No feeling is final. I love that. Just keep going. No feeling is final. You know, when we resist or we reject or we try to circumvent, if you like, our life experiences, then the circumstances just persist. And our vital life energy can be caught up in that experience of fear or resistance. Now, this can set up a pattern of contributing or of, of that pattern of where we continue to experience the same types of situations and relationships, the same patterns in work or with family members over and over again. Now we've all heard that saying that the same situations keep coming to you until you learn the lesson. So if we're resisting our experiences, it's going to take us longer to 
glean, really, what's the gift, what's the life lesson that's trying to come to us through these experiences. And, you know, I've often said that I'm in the slow learner's class. It's, it's certainly taken me my time um, to, uh, to really go through some of the life experiences that have been there in front of me. So, you know, there's no, um, uh, there's no race. You know, there's always something there that we can grow in our appreciation of um, that has to do with ourselves or our life or the world around us or the people that are in our lives. You know, when we have a growing trust that what happens is always for our highest good, that can make all the difference. You know, it becomes easier to relax and, and really to gain personal insight from our life experiences. You know, your life circumstances are always there to help you in some way. And this understanding can help you shift both your focus and your attitude. You know, you may find yourself welcoming your experiences in a new way. It's possible with that understanding to greet the challenges, to greet the experiences from a new level of openness, where you're actually looking for the lesson and the learning that's coming to you, and realizing that it's coming to you through grace, coming to you to help you with the evolution of your soul. So with this new kind of an attitude and a shift in focus, then you can increase your ability to relax and enjoy life. To really savor relaxation and enjoyment. Not to save this type of experience for activities that are traditionally labeled relaxing and or enjoyable. But to savor and participate in being relaxed and enjoying yourself regardless of the activity. I like it. Helen Keller uh, reminds us, she says that life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. And I encourage us to look at a new way of viewing our previous life experiences. And, and this can really assist us in becoming free from limiting personal beliefs. And... To greater or lesser degrees, I think people are aware that previous life events that have affected you, that we make decisions. Sometimes we're conscious of the decisions, or sometimes we're not. They're unconscious decisions. And we make these based on the events. And as you focus on this, then you'll be able to see for yourself how your own limiting beliefs or decisions have affected the course of your own life. You know, at times, or in ways, you may have felt like an imposter because you're not living or responding to life in ways that are true to who you are. You know, you may be living a life that matches what you decided based on your life events, which may be very different from the life you would create based on who you are. I can certainly relate to this from my own life experiences and decisions that I made as a, as a youngster based on the circumstances of my own life. I just want to share with you this great little process that um, I um, 
learned about through the coaching workshop with the Deborah King Center. And this can help you to, to really, um, it can help to reveal decisions that influence how you respond to life based on those previous events. And the value of the exercise is that it can help you to, to really unearth, if you like, decisions that may be standing in the way of you enjoying your life and enjoying yourself and enjoying the people that you love. You know, like as if you're hung up somewhere in uh, an experience from the past. Now, the, the approach is, um, it's a little, <laughs> it's a simple little exercise that can be very powerful if you like. And the approach is straightforward. You just take a sheet of paper and on the left column, you're going to jot down a few words that describe a life event. Just enough that you know the event you're speaking about. And then on the right-hand side, you can jot down what it is that you decided about yourself based on the event. I'll just give you a couple of examples here to, so you get a sense of what I'm talking about. So as an example, you may have an event where um, and when you were a kid, you loved to draw. And then, okay, so you love to draw. And the event was that you saw a drawing of one of your friends. And based on the picture, you thought that their drawing was better than yours. And so you decided that you were not a good artist. So you still may have a passion for drawing, but you don't let yourself draw. Or even when you do draw, you always manage to wreck your drawing in some way because of the decision you made that tells you that you're not a good artist. So that would be one example. Another example of the event could be that your parents fought or you experience a, a particular event where your parents were fighting. And you may have decided that, you know, relationships are frightening and abusive. So as an adult, you may be frightened to be in a long-term relationship because you decided that you couldn't do that because relationships are frightening and abusive. Mm, another example could be that your father was always busy working and you didn't get to spend much time while you were growing up. So you may have decided that work is more important than family. And as an adult, you may find yourself not wanting to leave the office at the end of the day. Or you may be making appointments on the weekends or bringing work home. Because when you were a kid, you decided that work was more important than family. And here's the last example I'm going to give to you is the event could be that um, on a spelling test you made a lot of mistakes and the teacher ridiculed you in class and your classmates called you a dunce. And then you decided that you were stupid. So as an adult, you may stop yourself from going for a promotion or expanding your business because of the decision you made as a kid based on the event and you decided that you were stupid. So these are just a few examples, you know, of the kinds of the decisions that we make based on the events, decisions we made when we were growing up that can have a huge impact on your life and a huge impact on your ability really to believe in yourself or to follow your dreams. And these decisions can affect your ability to be aware of and even notice opportunities that may be coming to you in your life 
that would help you move towards your goals, but you're not able to see these opportunities because if you like, you have blinders on because of those decisions. So I encourage you to really find some time, set aside some time if you feel drawn to this exercise. You know, to, to do the little exercise so you can unearth whatever decisions you've made or become aware in the moment before making new decisions that may stand in between you and achieving your goals and really being able to enjoy your life, to be free to just enjoy yourself. You know, all of us get stuck from time to time. We, we get, you know, get into a cycle of being ruled by our to-do list. And this can, hmm, this can lead really to feeling drained or grumpy or indifferent or even being burnt out. And you may know someone who lives, lives that way, and I certainly in earlier years experienced that quite a bit. And some people might, uh, they might think that being a super mom or a super spouse or a super worker, if you like, is something to strive for. But really, unless you're content, and unless you're relaxed and, and content and enjoy yourself, you really don't have much to give or to share with others. I was like that. I was always busy doing things. I really wasn't spending time sitting and really engaging with people. Just focused on the to-do list. Yes, it's an important really to take some time for yourself to just relax. You know, step away from your list of, of things you have to do, that, that never-ending to-do list, so that you can reconnect with who you truly are. Not just for that reason but so you can enjoy the delightful experience of who you are. You know, you want to think about how much more patience you'd have with your kids or imagine how loving you could be with your spouse or even how productive you could be at work or just imagine increasing your enjoyment of life just by taking the opportunity to really relax you know, we all need time out for ourselves, whether you have 10 minutes or you have an hour. Just regular time for yourself can help you even to appreciate the tasks that you have in front of you and to enjoy life a little more. Here's some really, just some practical and easy to follow suggestions that you can do to relax and enjoy yourself a little bit more. You could take a walk or do some yoga or other form of low-impact exercise. And activities like this, they always get your endorphins flowing, which releases stress and makes you feel better. I'm referring to the low-impact activities because the focus here is on relaxation and enjoyment, not on fitness and weight loss goals. Another approach is meditation which is probably one of the best tools for truly relaxing and unwinding. So even if you're not yet trained in or don't have a formal meditation practice, just sitting in a quiet place in a comfortable way by yourself and allowing yourself to go into a state of non-activity and go into the silence can really provide you with a, with a, a maximum relaxation opportunity. 
listening to pleasant, peaceful music. You know, many people, music is one of the most pleasant things in the world. It can bring so many emotions and thoughts and reflections to the surface. So whether you just sit and listen to the music with no other focus, or you combine it with another activity, music can help, listening to music, it can help you just to release tension or to ease concerns and to calm your spirit. And certainly everybody's choice in music and what will do that for me might be very different than the kinds of music that would do that for you. So it's good to be mindful of that also. Some music that's enjoyable to one person is not to another. And then treating yourself to a treatment. You know, whether it's a massage or a facial or just soaking your feet. Both men and women can benefit from taking time just to let yourself be pampered in some way. So, you know, next time that you have that thought, oh, one day I'll book a relaxing treatment of some kind, just respond to that greater wisdom that's trying to get your attention and book yourself a treatment. You know, your body and your mind, your spirit will thank you, and likely so will your friends and family and co-workers, because they too will be able to enjoy the benefits of you being more relaxed. Imagine that. <laughs> It kind of reminded me of that song, although they're talking about smiling, you know, when you smile, the whole world smiles with you, and and perhaps when you relax, that's true also. If you go through life in a relaxed way, then it's easy for people around you to be relaxed also. I've certainly heard that comment many times from people. It's so easy to relax around you, they say, because you're so relaxed. It's a, such a nice compliment. And then really breathing. Hmm. Breathing and letting yourself really to just to take in the surroundings. And this might be one of the most simplest ways to relax. Because even if you only have five minutes to just stop whatever you're doing, to stop thinking about whatever's on your mind, and, and just take a few deep breaths. You know, breathing deeply is always calming. And it always has a cleansing effect on your body and, and your mind and your spirit. It doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing at any point of your day. Just simply take a few minutes to look around you. You know, really take in the world around you. Take the time to allow life to consciously register in your senses. Consciously. So if you're stuck in the car in traffic, you could... You know, take a few deep breaths and just look up at the sky. And if you're doing the dishes, you can really feel the water, the water on your hands. And if you're at a gathering where you would really rather not be, you could look around and acknowledge and appreciate the similarities and the differences in the people around you. You know, when we're not with our natural peer groups, there's always something to appreciate in our, our commonality of being human. And I love this, this quote here from Alexandra Potter, from the, the Two Lives of Miss Charlotte Merriweather. <laughs> and it goes like this. It says, And so, taking the long way home, through the market, I slow my pace down. It doesn't come naturally. 
My legs are programmed to trot briskly and my arms to pump up and down like pistons. But I force myself to stroll past the stalls and pavement cafes to enjoy just being somewhere rather than rushing from somewhere to somewhere. Inhaling deep lungfuls of air instead of my usual shallow breaths. I take a moment to just stop and look around me and smile to myself. For the first time in a long time, I can quite literally smell the coffee. I love that little, that little passage. <laughs> my legs are programmed to trot briskly <laughs> and my arms to pump up and down like pistons. I always get such a chuckle out of myself when I notice myself firing around that way and I go, oh my gosh, look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Isn't that something? You know, there may be some of you that have forgotten how to relax or just don't know. Just don't know where to start. But here's a, here's a hint. And that would be to don't stress out about it. If you don't know how to relax, it's okay. Just breathe and take it slowly. Just take it one step at a time. You know, there are people that, um, that work in those high-stress, high-productivity positions. And there's so much emphasis on being productive and high efficiency and getting the most out of every last minute. And with all of this, people forgotten how to relax and how to enjoy life. And if you were to read books or magazines or blogs on productivity, they'd tell you how to get the most out of the time you spend waiting how to maximize your energy, how to make use of uh, commute time, how to make meetings more effective, and how to get more out of your work day. I mean, so many people, they were working longer hours and constantly checking their, their email and their phone, and they're just focused on getting done as much as they can get done. Now, if you're trying to get more done because you just generally love doing it, then that's wonderful. But even when working long hours, if you're neglecting the rest of your life, then that isn't really the best idea. So sometimes it's good to get less done and to relax and to breathe and enjoy yourself. And you could try shifting your focus so that you work on the important things to produce creative things and then relax and take a break. Now, people wonder what they can do on the days that they don't feel productive. And the best approach is to just relax into it. Use the time to catch up on things that don't really require that much of your productive energy. That's true. Sometimes we need to be productive. You know, we are all paying bills. and But if you have an obsession with productivity, that could be out of balance and not healthy. And when you can't get yourself to be productive, then just relax and let go of the need to be so efficient and so effective. 
and just let go of the feeling of feeling guilty and just let yourself take a break and enjoy yourself. Just relax. Now, obviously, if you're having trouble motivating yourself at all, then that's a larger issue that needs attention. But if you take time regularly to relax and enjoy yourself, I promise you'll be happier. And if you work on things that you're excited about when your energy is up, then you'll always be more creative and amazing things will happen. So if you need a little help, here's just some simple, straightforward tips for those that may need a little help. You could just take a few minutes to go outside for a walk and just breathe in the fresh air. You could give yourself more time to do things. More time means less rushing. After work, you could go outside. Just take in nature. Just be there and just move around a little bit if you can. Or play. Play like a child or play with a child. And give yourself a day off to do whatever it is that you, that you want or you feel that you need to do. Certainly working with people that are um, excited about the projects that you're working on is helpful. And taking the evenings and the weekends off. Seriously. You know, what's up with that? Unless you have a weekend job or an evening job. What's up with that? Working in the evening and the weekends and bringing your work home. I mentioned earlier, you know, to get a massage or some kind of treatment and breathing. Focusing on your breathing on purpose makes a big difference. And then make sure you take those morning breaks. Take the morning break and the, and the lunchtime break and the afternoon break. Too many people work through their breaks. They eat a quick lunch at their desk and they don't... Tr- you know, they're, they're just working all the time. So don't try to be productive during your breaks. Just let yourself take a break and enjoy yourself. And sometimes it's good to just take an attitude break. You know... 30 seconds is enough time to shift, really to shift your rhythm, to shift your heart rhythm from being stressed to being relaxed. And it's easy to do that. You know, just engage your heart and your mind in positive thinking. You could start by envisioning anything that triggers a positive feeling. You know, whether it's a vision of your child or your spouse or the image of a pet or a vacation you had. And just conjuring up these positive thoughts will help to slow your breathing, relax your tense muscles, and really put a smile on your face. Because creating a positive emotional attitude can also calm and steady your heart rhythm, which can contribute to feelings of relaxation and peace. You know, I remember when I first started practicing this art of relaxation and enjoyment, became aware of my tendency to rush around and try to get so many things done in a short period of time. I had to train myself to take breaks. I had to cajole myself into accepting that it was not only okay but important to take a break. And rather than a forced break because of exhaustion, but actually taking a break in between activities. So <laughs> in the beginning... I'd tell myself to sit down and take a break, and within a few m- moments, I'd, be, I'd find myself up rushing, rushing around the house again. So I had to stay with the process, because the reflex was so strong. And 
I'm happy to report that I did get the hang of it. And, you know, no doubt you could get the hang of it also. The art of relaxation and enjoyment, it's really essential to our well-being. And has a huge impact on the quality of our life. Just notice where you are within your own relationship to relaxation and enjoyment. And then just let yourself grow from there. You know, I had last week um, uh, something uh, happened to me that uh, I know some of you can relate to because you've had the experience before I lost my wallet. And naturally, like, losing your wallet can be a challenging experience. And although the stress from the situation didn't totally take over my day, I certainly noticed that I had an unsettled feeling in my belly off and on throughout the day. And then by about 5.45, I noticed my stress starting to increase. You know, I'd become short with the well-meaning folks that were trying to make all their good suggestions, you know, of, of how I could find my wallet, like, did you look in the car or whatever, it, whatever the good s- suggestions. You know, well-meaning people always have good suggestions. <laughs> but, you know, I, I had a, uh, I, I noticed at the time there was like an hour and 15 minutes before um, my writing class uh, was going to start, and I still wanted to do my meditation and make dinner for myself and my uncle and fit in a bike ride before dark and, and, in that moment, the absurdity of it all, I, I decided, I just totally surrendered. And got it that there was nothing I could do to retrieve the lost wallet and decided to move on. I wasn't willing to have this whole experience flow into my evening and try to talk me out of the things that I really wanted to do. So, <laughs> I did a short meditation and I made a simple meal for myself and my uncle and I rode my bike and made it to writing class right on time. I thought, well, I'll just ride my bike to class and get my bike ride in. But, you know, it took my commitment to the quality of my own life to shift my focus, to bring myself into the present moment, and to relax and enjoy the rest of my day and and the evening. You know, I've really noticed that time and again that when people move through life with a pleasant attitude and in a relaxed way, that others in turn respond in a pleasant way. Now that's so true. You think of customer service. You know, once you acknowledge, once the needs are acknowledged, then it can diffuse the energy and everyone can relax and feel assured that the concerns are going to be addressed. Now, I've, I've noticed this also in how people re- report their experience, whether it's with a waiter or in the emergency department or at the car repair shop. Really, anywhere, anytime you're dealing with people, when you're open and friendly, people want to go out of their way to help you. But when you have a closed attitude, people tend to not want to even engage with you, let alone help you with anything. And I've noticed, you know, sometimes in our relationships, maybe you've noticed too that if you have an initial resistance to something that the other person says or does or maybe asks of you, you know, but with a commitment, the experience, if you're committed to experiencing ease in your relationships, then it can change the way that you relate to others. 
You know, I found it possible then to let that initial feeling of tension or resistance pass and then proceed, if you like, with a clean slate or with open energy. It just takes that being being present with yourself and noticing how it is you're feeling and letting that initial feeling flow out of you and then proceeding in an open way. You know, and then there's those experiences of feeling guilty for what you do or you don't do or for something you've done or something that you've neglected to do. And seriously, I think this just takes practice because the mind, if you let it, will offer you content that's not always pleasant. So it's up to you. You know, often the missing link is you. What are you going to do with the thoughts? Are you going to take up the attitude of a negative thought and add fuel to the criticism? Or are you going to just acknowledge the thought and bring your focus back to whatever it is that you're involved with in the moment? Remember, we, we all do what we do to survive. And this is a natural habit, a natural reflex. But through an increased sense of awareness and a commitment to yourself to increase your enjoyment of life, you may find yourself reacting less to your circumstances and responding more to your life experiences. So you may find yourself making choices that are more in alignment with with thriving in life and not just surviving, but actually thriving. Imagine that. Hmm. I just want to remind you again on the few little processes that that I mentioned earlier in the show today that you may want to take some time, put some time aside for yourself so that you can do some personal investigating for yourself. You know, to take that personal inventory and review various aspects of your life, like your relationships and career and finances, your spirituality, health and fitness, your recreation needs, your education and your involvement in community, and and just notice where you are presently. And let that guide you in the direction that you want to go in in order to increase your enjoyment in each of these areas. You may be in overdrive in some of those areas, and if you eased off a little bit, it would free up energy, it would also perhaps open you into a deeper level of relaxation if you're not feeling so driven to to overachieve in certain areas. And it could also give you that opportunity to focus in maybe on areas where you have stress because of a lack of attention to those areas of life. And that was one of the processes. And the, the second process was a little writing process. And you, you start that process really with the premise and the understanding that, that everything that has happened to you has happened for the evolution of your soul. So starting from that place, then just take some time to write about the gifts that you're able to receive as a result of the situations that you've experienced. So those situations in life, 
you know, understanding that everything that happens is happening for you. It's happening for your highest good. And so look to see, what have you learned? What have you learned from your life experiences? How have these things helped you? I can remember myself many times, especially in, in earlier years where I was doing a lot of teaching, and I, I felt like the experiences that I had throughout my lifetime, even the experiences of, of abuse, of sexual abuse, of my experiences with addictions, my experiences with fear, my experiences even with uh, trauma and tragedies that happened, that it really felt like I had gemstones in my pocket in the classroom. I had so much wealth of experience. I had so many um, uh, ways of being able to relate to human need and the life experiences of the people that came to me for, um, for guidance, for teaching, and for treatments that I could see, I could see the gifts and the benefit and the value of these experiences that I had had. So really take that time. Remember, everything that happens to you is happening for your highest good in some way, to help you in some way. So take some time to just write about the gifts that you're able to receive as a result of the experiences that you've had. And then the third process that I mentioned was, uh, was one of um, the events and decisions process, if you like, where you take a, a sheet of paper, and on the left you just drop down a few words that describe the life event, just enough so that you'll know what event you're speaking about. And then on the right-hand side, you could jot down what it is you decided about yourself based on the event. And I found that really helpful, you know, to unearth those decisions that you've made that affect the way that you behave and respond and interact with other people. You know, sometimes it's uh, our fears are really just coming from decisions we made from something we witnessed when we were, <laughs> when we were little people. And um, we're not always consciously aware that those, uh, that decision is still operating in our adult life, and that that is, in fact, what's stopping you or holding you back from moving forward in the areas where you want to increase your relaxation and enjoyment, where you want to go for the gusto, if you like, and really let yourself explore your own creativity and your own potential, yet sometimes we're stopped by these decisions we made. So if you feel inclined, you know, take that time to, to try that little process. You may be quite... Uh, surprised in a, in a very beautiful way of what it is that you may unearth that's, that's affecting you or, or tucked away there underneath the surface that could really be the beginning of a whole new way of life for you. And you want to remember that it's your attitude that makes the difference. It's not what happens to you in life. It's the way that you respond to what happens that makes the difference in terms of what your life experience is. You know, all of it's just life experience, and sometimes our life experiences are like climbing the mountain, and sometimes our life experiences are like walking the flat plains, and, and both are part of life. Both are potent, and both have their own gifts, so... Remember, it's the attitude that you have.
You can welcome the climb when the climb is there and welcome the reprieve of walking on the flat, on the flatlands when that's what's there. And then there's a little saying from Eddie Cantor that goes, slow down and enjoy life. It's not only the scenery you miss by going too fast, you also miss the sense of where you are going and why. So slow down. It's not just the scenery, but you miss the sense of where you're going and why. I love that. It has been a pleasure to speak with you today about ways to increase your own sense of relaxation and enjoyment with your life. And I thank you for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. I am your ever grateful host, Leah Brenda Smith. And until next time, relax and enjoy life. We hope you've enjoyed our program today and perhaps have found some new techniques that you can apply to your daily life. Thank you for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. Please join Leah Brenda Smith again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.